You're listening to Say So Collective by Shay, Amina, and Yvette. Here you'll get honest conversation about life, career, and everything in between from your favorite millennial influencers. Welcome back to the Say So Collective podcast. Today we're going to be talking about preparing to go full time with your passion. Nailed it. Whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. All right. We're going to give a little background about all of our lives before we went full time, just so you guys can have a little understanding about us and our journey. Um, I'll start it off, Yvette. Um, <laughs> this is me. <laughs> I. <laughs> Y'all, I moved to LA without a job, Mm. risky, and I was full-time as a grad student while I was living in LA as soon as I moved, and I didn't think I had the time to work, so I just got a part-time job three months after living out here, and I realized my little savings was deplenishing really fast, and then I, when I graduated, I'd already started kind of like blogging and stuff like that, and I didn't see a big return on blogging at the time, but I just really enjoyed doing it. And I kept doing it and kind of figured out how I was going to make money throughout the way. So that was an interesting journey for me, but I knew the goal was to eventually make money online. I didn't know how at the time. I didn't know how much I could make, but I knew that was my goal. So I just worked a lot of random jobs. I never had a full-time job. So Ooh, shout out to me hustling. <laughs> Shay. Me. Yes, I did have a full-time job. I graduated from college in 2012, started working at a marketing agency end of 2012, like November, and then decided to go to grad school in August of 2014, graduated that May of 2016, and then got another job at a marketing agency in July of 2017. And then I decided to leave that in October of 2020. So I guess I've been working since I graduated from college, but, you know, I always thought that I would be like some marketing, what do you call it? Guru? I don't know. Marketing connoisseur. Yeah. I was convinced that that was like my path in life. And so, yeah, that's what I was doing. I enjoyed it ish for the most part. It I, I like I like marketing in general. So it was interesting to be in those different vicinities. But yeah, that's my little work background. And I started, I graduated from school in 2013. Um I can't believe that's almost 10 years from now. Um <laughs> so I pretty much went right into working in corporate. I lined up a job that I got, I think about six months before I graduated. So I felt like I was already like ready to hit the ground running. I started off in sales and sales consulting. That was kind of like the hot move to make out of school, business school specifically. And I graduated with a degree in marketing. I ended up moving to North Carolina to work as a regional sales manager for a company that I actually interned for. And that was like my first time really having the sort of title and job life that I really had envisioned for myself where it was very much like boss babe, traveling all the time, catching flights. I was going to say not feeling. I was going to say that, but I caught feelings (laughs) very quickly. All right. Um, (laughs) Wait, that's actually hilarious. <laughs> and 
yeah, I was um, working in sales consulting for quite a long time. I ended up moving to Chicago in a similar capacity, but different industry and kind of stayed in that consulting world. Very corporate, not a ton of room for creativity or time for a hobby. But once I got into a role that allowed me to have a little bit more free time, I was like, oh, I enjoy working, but I need to express myself. I need a creative outlet. And yeah, that's kind of how I got started. So from 2013, and there's a very long career journey and trail from that, but I ended up leaving my corporate life in 2019 and have been working full-time for myself ever since. I guess I didn't give any timeline. I'm like, wow, just like I'm out here. <laughs> living. But same as Amina, I'm like, and you, Shay, I think I graduated 2013 and I moved out here 2014. So everything kind of went. And then 2019 of the summer, I was full-time doing, starting as like an influencer. There's not a lot of time left. So there's a lot of like <laughs> ups and downs and daydreaming that goes in between when you're doing something that you're like, okay, this is working. I'm making money from this. This is like maybe not exactly what I wanted to do, but I found this thing that I really feel like could be a full-time thing. I'm seeing other people doing it, but there's going to be a lot that has to happen for me to feel confident to go full-time with a thing that I'm really excited about. Working for yourself has not always been glorified. It sounded cool, but sound very risky. So today we just wanted to talk about the kind of everything that you need to do to prepare to go for it. What did we do to make it feel a little bit more comfortable financially, mentally? There's a lot that you have to do and it goes into it. So we're going to give you a little tea on that. So when did you start to feel like, okay, this time is creeping up? I... Did you set a date? Did you have a savings goal? What was your plan of attack? All the things. So yeah, 2019, I had a goal to make a certain amount of money every month. And if I could make it consistently for, I think I said like six months, then I was like, I can do this. And when I started doing it, it was like later 2018 going to 2019, I still was scared. I was working at my job. I was part-time at at Top Shop, I was a personal shopper. <laughs> Loved my job. <laughs> and I was part-time and I was like, well, I can always be part-time doing this job while doing my other stuff full-time. I'm like, why did I think I was going to be mm. putting that much energy in this thing and still be able to work my part-time job? Even after I set my goal to make X amount of dollars and was doing it, I still was like, I don't want to quit. You know, you're just like the fear of quitting whatever income, even if it wasn't a lot, I just didn't want to get rid of it. And it wasn't until my store closed because <laughs> I didn't have the... Oh, you got a little oh, push. I got a push. Yeah, I didn't have the push that I needed because I kept telling myself that I was going to. I was like, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it now. And I didn't have the push. And then you did it before me, Amina. And I saw you doing it. I'm like, okay, I still don't have the push. And my store closed. And I was going to quit before it closed. But then in all transparency, my manager was like, well, if I was you, I would stay to the end so you can get unemployment. And I was like you know what? I am going to do just that. And so I stayed to the end and it made it easier for me to do the thing full time because I had 
an unemployment check coming in while I was doing it full time for at least six months. And I have another influencer friend who shared the same thing because I remember watching her quit like two years before I did. And I was like, girl, how were you surviving? She's like, well, my job actually fired me and I got had a severance package. So I was living off of that for X amount of time. And I was like, oh, but people don't share that online. They're just right. like, I'm just doing this thing. And it just looks all cute and glorified. But I'm like, how are you affording life mm-hmm. while you're still trying to make money? So in that time frame, I was grateful for the unemployment, even though it wasn't enough. It still felt like the part-time income that I had and was paying like whatever bills that I was used to it paying. So like, this is great. And then 2020 mm-hmm. happened. Y'all know. We all know what 2020 looks like. But that was like the push that I needed. And before, I was like, I'm going to save. Y'all, I, when I look back at the amount of monies that I thought I was saving, every time was never enough. But I was like, I'm going to make sure I have at least $4,000 <laughs> For how long of living? <laughs> a week. One month. <laughs> no. But at the Half time, I wasn't month. spending that much money. So mm. everything felt like, okay, I can have right. this amount, you know, and then I'm going to do this. I'm able to make this, and it's all going to work out. And I'm like, girl, what? But... Mm. Again, at that time, so I had my little money saved, was making the amount of money every month that I wanted to make, and I still didn't have the push. So honestly, like Shay did, I know you're going to tell your story next, but I know Shay just was able to do it after said things. And I'm like, I just needed something to happen to force me to do it because I wasn't going to do it on my own. Sometimes we do need a little divine intervention. Yeah. And that was truly divine. Yeah. So back in this season of my life, I was always looking around for like details. I'm like, who's Mm. really telling how, like, how much do I need to save? I was obsessed with finding that out. So you don't have to give a number, but was it like a certain percentage of what you were making per month that you were saving or like what made you feel comfortable, comfortable. Of like what you were earning from maybe influencing before you decided? Was it like about the same amount? Well, <laughs> what <was it? laughs> <Yeah>. tell, <laughs> tell, tell, tell. <laughs> at the time I was bringing in from my influencer life, like $4,000 a month. And I was just like, this is a lot of money. Because I was not making that anywhere else. And it was, my bills were so low. I'm looking back like, wow, those are good times. My bills were so <laughs> low. <laughs> and I was like, all I need is this amount of money. And so whenever it was coming consistently, I was like, oh, I can live off of this in Los Angeles. $4,000 a month. I just knew I can do it. I mean, in 2019. In 2019, it was it yeah, was a different time. It was a different time, yeah, and I drastically changed. Yeah, and every again, everything was really low. Like all my bills was low. I was so used to living off of like the certain amount of money that I was making and being part time that four thousand dollars was a lot for me. And that's extra money too. Yeah, because again, I'm working still, even though my part time money wasn't four thousand dollars. But I'm like, if it's half of that, I was like, this is great. I am right. making money, and that's all I needed. And so. For logically, <laughs> at the time, all I needed to save was four thousand dollars because that was a month when I have a month covered just in case I didn't get paid for a brand this month. Like that was kind of how I looked at it, just in case I fell behind. And like you know how brands are with their net thirty, net sixty, net ninety, even mm-hmm. terrible, net, net one hundred twenty, even. Um, I was like, okay, horrendous. It's awful. But <laughs> at the time, track me down. <laughs> continue to send emails. Until payment is admitted. <laughs> right. But, you know, so I'm like, okay, as long as I have a month in my savings, just for a rainy day. So that's kind of how I looked at it. So if I can live off of $4,000 a month, all I need is $4,000 saved, which, again, is 
insane. But at the time, it just felt really right. And it worked. Mm. So, yeah. Great. I feel like another thing that I want to ask you, Shay, because I already know your tea, but I want you to share. <laughs> one, when I did quit and it was getting kind of rough for me, I want to say like two months in, I was like, I'm scared. I got a really good deal, brand deal. And I was like, what? This is the most money I've ever got paid at one time. So then I was like, okay, I can really do this. So I had one more confirmation after the divine intervention that my job closed. That was like another confirmation that I'm doing the right thing because I've freed up all this time and I wasn't going to, I would never even have the time to do something like this, you know, if I was still working my part-time job or whatever job. So I was like, okay, this is really it. But Shay, do you feel like you had a a moment, a brand deal or something, anything that made you feel like, okay, I can actually quit my job because your job was full-time. So you're like getting salary and benefits. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of miss those. It was, or there was two things at the end of 2020. One was right before I quit my job. And I remember saying like, if it was the thing we all did three, we did what? I know. We all three did together. Like, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, yeah, that, that was, was the, such a fun one. Look at that. That was set. Full circle. Mm-hmm. But that was the one thing I remember. I was just like, if we were able to land this particular deal, which would have been the largest amount of money I got paid at the time, and I was shocked. I was like, then that would be, quote unquote, confirmation to quit my job. And lo and behold, they agreed to the rate we said. Probably should have told them a higher number. I think about it. <laughs> but they agreed. And then I was just like, oh, okay. I guess I'm quitting my job. Even with that confirmation, though, trust me, I was still like, mm. Uh, again, not to bring back the lack conversation, but, you know, it's like I was coming from a place of, I guess, lack. And it was in my mind, I was just like, I'm really going to leave a full time salary job with benefits. And I'm not trying to brag, but y'all, my benefits were popping. Like I had top of the line health insurance, the girl like 401k life insurance. It was I was decked out and I was just like, wow, you're really going to leave all this for being an um, entrepreneur and influencer. but. At the time, it felt like it was something I had to do, not only for like me just wanting to do something different, but it was feeling very like it was getting to a point where it felt like I wasn't being true to myself and my wants and needs, which, you know, kind of figuring out when you are going to do it. It came to a point where I was just like, I feel like I'm denying myself the opportunity to like live my life. At that point, when I finally did quit, it was almost like a release of doing everything I was supposed to do, quote unquote. So it was a little more than, you know, like, oh, you know, I could be an influencer. It was just like, you kind of have to do this in order to, like, move into the next season of your life. Mm-hmm. Not just being an influencer, but just being your yourself, like, who you want to be. And I remember talking to somebody about it, and they were like, you know, just quit. And I was just like, you say it, like, it's just that easy. But I was crying on the phone. I was just like, I'm tired of this. I feel like I've been doing, you know, everything I'm supposed to do and everything that everybody told me to do. Like, I went to grad school. I went to college. I did this. I got a job, blah, blah, blah. But it was actually in 2019 where the thought about doing this full time kind of came into fruition because I saw y'all doing it. And I was just like, oh, I was like, okay, so there's a possibility. But I was very much on like a, I need to save up. And the only way I was quitting my job was by saving up. I had to save up. It was just like, it was a non-negotiable for me. Luckily, because I was making good money, you know, and I was finally starting to make like money from influence and stuff. I was able to just put that money into like a savings account. I was also using some of it to shop, but you know, it is what it is. Y'all don't know the vibes. (laughs) (laughs) I was, okay. I had to treat myself. Enjoyment. And so I saved up $15,000 
because I was just like, I at the time, my expenses were also pretty low-ish. And that for me was six months of, you know, living, well, maybe like five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five to six. And I was just like, okay, if I can save up that much, then when I save up that much and when I get another confirmation that this is what I'm supposed to be doing, then I will quit. And so all through 2019, I was kind of miserable. I was literally looking for another job because part of me was like, okay, well, maybe I don't have to quit. Maybe I'm just miserable at this job so I can just get a new job. And think about it. I wasn't even miserable with my coworkers or like my bosses or anything because they were all great. I was just tired of doing the job. I was just like, I want to do something different. I was looking for another job thinking that I just need to get a new job. I did not get any offers, which sucked because I went on interviews and I was like, what? I'm a great candidate. What are you guys doing? So 2020 came and we all know 2020. And I remember I was planning to leave early 2020 and then the pandemic happened and I was just like... I was like, Shay, be smart. Be smart. You don't know what's happening. I was like, right now you have a very secure job. So just just stick at it. So I did. And let me tell you, we were working from home and I would wake up every day dreading it. I know it's so dramatic, but I would because I knew I was just like, I really want to do something different. Anyway, fast forward to when we finally got that deal and I had finally saved up my $15,000, which looked beautiful in my account. I was just like, wow, I had never saved that much money ever in my life. I didn't grow up saving money. I grew up kind of in a struggle not kind of, in a struggle. So $15,000 just staring at me. I was just like, you looking kind of good. I want to spend it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, all that to say, I left. I told my supervisor and they all were like, (laughs) we kind of knew this was coming. My one like boss boss, I told him he was really happy for me because he knew when I first interviewed, I told him, I was just like, I do this influencing thing on the side and it's really important to me. So I want to make sure that this job allows me to continue doing that. And he was all for it. He was like, yeah, totally. You know, I love that you have something you, you know, you're doing on the side. And so when I told him, he was just like, this is great. I figured this will eventually come and happen for you. And yeah, but I needed to save money. That was yeah. the only way I would feel hundred percent comfortable knowing that I had that money in my account. But the day when I quit, I cried <laughs> on my last day. I cried on my couch. I remember I was just like, yeah. I was like, I don't know what I did. Anyway, that went away like two weeks later when I got another brand deal. So <laughs> I was going to ask you, I was going to say, how did you like mentally turn yourself around after you were like, did I just quit my job? Like cried about it. it I think it was a moment I was operating from a place of like fear, which I know it was just like, I, I was now operating in a place of full faith. I will say, cause I was just like, I am just operating on a sense of like, I don't really know when I'm getting my money. I knew when I was getting my biweekly paychecks, I knew exactly how much I was getting. I knew I could plan for it perfectly. Now it was just like, I don't know. And it actually felt very liberating and freeing because I did want to get to a place where I wasn't the one doing all the, you guys, I'm, I'm very faith-based, but I didn't want to get to a point where I was doing all the work all the time. Like I do all the work still, but I wanted me to feel like there was some divine intervention happening. At some point, I'm like, God, show me a way. Show me a sign. I mean, that's because it's still happening, so I'm just saying. He be showing signs. That's good. That was me, chum. But yeah, y'all were inspirations. I would see y'all. That's great. And I would see y'all working. I'm not going to lie. I have FOMO. I had a lot of FOMO. I was just like... (laughs) We were really working. We, when no, I, I know. Back at that time, when we first started, there was nothing else we were doing. No, she, Amina and I were very committed to <laughs> y'all were what we, we were had like, going. We're yeah. gonna make this work. We're not gonna fail. Yeah, we're we're all in. Yeah, y'all and were. it was scary. It was really scary. And you both had, and I think it's so important to have people in your corner that are gonna pour into you. If it's not you, if you don't maybe have that muscle all the way built up yet, having people who are going to believe in you and 
root for you to take a chance on yourself makes all the difference in the world because that's ultimately what led me to make the leap. There were a lot of personal things that were happening in my life that were making me sort of just kind of take a look around and just say like, you know, life is actually pretty short and we don't know how much time that we we're going to get. And I think it's important that everything that you're doing feels like your choice if possible. Like if you have the ability to put yourself in a position to, you know, go after what it is that you've been wanting to do and working hard to get there, eventually you are going to have to take that leap of faith. And it still was me running around in circles in my head being like, oh, but then what if this? And what if you can't afford this? And what if not a lot of work comes in after that happens? And so having people that like my mom and friends that were just like, take a look at the big picture. And if you've been able to get to the point where you are now, it's not because of your job that validated you to get to that point. It's because you made that happen for yourself. And so believing that you are kind of that like conduit for success coming your way rather than it being the circumstances that are around you that, that, you know, brought you success. I, I never looked at it that way before. So when a friend said that to me, I was like, oh, Wow. Okay. And yeah, at the time I was running all of the marketing efforts for a tech startup and I was getting paid very well. I had a lot more flexibility and freedom. So there were just so many things that were like, you'd be an idiot to give up this paycheck. Like you can, you know, you can make it work. My boss was really amazing. She was super understanding and knew what I did online. And I actually leveraged that to get the position. Mm. And it was a great experience, but I just kind of saw that it was heading in a direction that was not going to allow me to really like double down on what I wanted to do. And I think that, you know, our who we work for deserve to get the best of us. And when you can't offer that anymore, it's, you know, just reevaluate. It's okay. And I also had a lot of fears about the monies. And I am somebody who loves security. I need to feel like I've got it all figured out and at least have my savings to back me up. I feel like I always have been a saver. So I wanted to save half of my salary, which was a big, a big goal, but I did end up doing that. And mm. it was probably overkill <laughs> when I was talking to other people who I, I got a really big job. And I remember it was my first brand trip that I ever took. And I was talking to other girls on the trip who had gone full time recently and had like situations where it was divine intervention. They're like, oh yeah, I saved up like a month's worth of salary. And then I left and I was like, I'm trying to save like the whole thing. <laughs> mm. And they're like, you don't need to do that. Like, cause if you have the ability to really focus all of your effort and attention on this, you'll be able to earn, you know, what you're making now, if not significantly more. more. Yeah. And they were right. So I think, yeah, I almost got to like, I think I was almost at half my salary, but yeah, I saved like 45K. <laughs> That's impressive. Dang. That, that is, is very impressive. impressive. Yeah. That's a lot of money. But I always saved. So it wasn't like I'm just now deciding to save. Like this had That's been good. some years of saving. Mm-hmm. But then when I knew it was coming, I just kind of doubled, doubled down on what I was already doing. And then 
I talked to my boss and she was really understanding. And she was like, honestly, this is the whole reason that I'm in business right now too. She's like, if you have a thing that you're excited about and you're making money from it, that's all you need to know to go after it. And so that encouragement just felt like even more confirmation. So I went for it and yeah, it was rocky after that <laughs> I like for, that. <laughs> for, for about, yeah, I think it was, it felt really good for the first couple of months, maybe two or three months. I was still nervous, but the new flexibility and just kind of learning how to like now structure your own life mm. on your terms. That was something that I was not expecting to be as much of a challenge to only truly be accountable to you and the work that you have to do. But ultimately, you are your boss. And that comes with a lot of challenges too. So yeah, I think after probably once we were in like deeper into it, Yvette and I were kind of in it together after a certain point towards the end of 2019 and things started to slow down a little bit and I was nervous. Oh yeah. That, I think that was the same time I was nervous, like the end of 2019. Yeah. Like, we were like, do we need to get jobs? And it's funny because I was thinking like, oh, do I need a part-time job again? And going into 2020, I was going to start looking and then the pandemic. <laughs> but so it was just like, maybe I don't need a job again. But that was also very stressful because when the pandemic happened, everything shut down, including brands and how they were paying. And so we were like, are we going to be able to get paid doing this still? Like that was the first thing that went through my mind. I was like, I don't know how a brand is going to now convince us to shop during a pandemic, but here we are. Um, <laughs> did not know how they were going to turn that one around. And then online shopping boomed and everybody just kind of picked back up where we left off. And, and the content creation. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. A and lot then, of outsourced content creation work came from the pandemic where a lot of people didn't have their in-house teams. And we were loving photography. We were loving the videos. We were cranking it out. And that ended up being an amazing source of income. But it did not look like it was headed in that direction when it first happened. (laughs) It was scary. Mm. It was very scary. But I think obviously fear is going to be attached to this whole thing because you're giving up a security. Whether you're securing your job, like, okay, I'm getting paid. My job is good. Nothing's wrong with my job. So why am I giving it up? Or just knowing that I have a roof over my head and I don't have somebody telling me to come to work and I don't have to be my own person because that's like the hardest thing to be your own motivator and knowing that if I don't make the money who will who is making the money Mm. so at the end of the day for anybody who's like okay I'm just gonna quit my job obviously like Amina if you're a true saver you have to save like period you need to save. Yeah. You shouldn't make yourself so uncomfortable where you're, cause you can easily self-sabotage when you don't believe that you have the security that you need. And obviously that's something to work on. And it's like a lifelong journey to kind of overcome some of those things, but you still shouldn't set yourself up in a position where you're like, if I know I need security to feel like I can really work, just do that. Give yourself the time and space to do that. But if you're somebody that really works well under pressure and you don't need a super long gateway to take off, like honor that and believe in yourself. Obviously don't put yourself in a bad situation, but there's also a lot of good that can come from that too. Everybody's different. Yeah. Cause I'm like, we all have different journeys and how we did this thing, but it's good to hear 
I'm like, oh, it's interesting. But it's also like, you know, we have to recognize that our backgrounds and how we got to this point is everybody's is different. And having, we're saying save, but having the privilege to be able to save is a true privilege. Like I never was able to save prior because I didn't have a job. I mean, I did that to myself. I knew I didn't want a full-time job, so there's no way I'm going to save part-time. But if you are able to save, then that's amazing. But if you're not, you need to figure out a new way to prepare yourself to do said thing. Yeah. Or, And let's talk about the logistics too, because it wasn't like, oh, I just need all this money and then I'm going to feel comfortable. We needed to set up our businesses and like structure the LLC. For me, it was like learning all of the ins and outs of that, finding an accountant that was helpful with setting that up. And just sort of like learning the ropes while I had a little bit of that cushion that made me feel more comfortable. And then just making sure that you have like at least some systems in place that'll make you feel like, okay, we can really do this. Because there are definitely logistics that come along with it too. Mm. Business yeah. Sense. That's a good point. I'm not going to lie. I, I just set up my LLC uh, like a couple months ago. I did too. Let's go bit. Well, I also let a lot of money go that I didn't need to, but it was sort of a learning experience too. Mm. Just like who you need to hire, who you need to have Mm. on your team. Now, thank God we all have a great accountant who knows how to handle stuff. But back then when I first started, I didn't have somebody that ended up being as reliable as I needed them to be. So it's just kind of learning like what business things that you have to have set up that will make things a little bit easier so that tax time is smooth all the logistics. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, especially depending on the entrepreneurial route you're going on, there are some logistical stuff that just have to be in place before you're able to kind of really take it fully. I think as an influencer, we were able to kind of hmm, finagle it a little bit for like a year or so before it's like, okay, well, maybe it's time to actually establish the systems that you're talking about. One thing I always think about is like not rushing it because I know we always bring it back to social media, but there's a tendency to see everybody like, I went full time doing whatever I'm doing. And I quit my job and, oh my God, I'm free, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you can, as a person who is probably still working at their corporate job or doing whatever you're doing, working part-time, whatever you may be doing, um, you can look at that and be like, well, damn, you know, they're doing it too. They're doing it too. And that can sort of add to your timeline of when you feel like you need to quit and, you know, hop into this entrepreneurial life. So I would recommend, honestly, not rushing it. My idea of wanting to leave my job was in like early 2019. So it took two years before I finally was like, okay. And honestly, wouldn't change it. Like, unless obviously I just had a hundred thousand dollars dropped in my lap, then sure. But if I had to go back, I wouldn't change it just because in that two year time period, I learned a lot honestly, about money management. (laughs) And I think I needed to have a sit down with myself and God and myself and really kind of figure out, okay, if I'm going to be going, you know, full time and now having to, you know, make my own money by really working, working, working and uh, manage my own money, then I had to have some hard lessons because that was not my case years prior. The struggle was real, y'all. The struggle was real. And I didn't want to take those same learnings into this new entrepreneurial life. Because if I did, honestly, I would be broke as a joke. So I think, but that's just me. That was like one component of the finances, but also like mentality, you know, being an entrepreneur is not easy. And I know 
people kind of talk about it now, but it it really is not easy. Like there's a lot of motivating for yourself that you have to do. And let's be honest, a full-time career or full-time corporate job gives you the flexibility to sort of like be a little lazy sometimes. Like sometimes maybe there are days where you're not, you don't have like, you know, full output, which is normal, but you know that you're still going to get paid. (laughs) It's like, I showed up, so I'm still getting my money. Even if you're going on vacation, it's like, I'm getting paid to take off of work. Whereas in entrepreneurial life, it's just like, you know, if you decide to take a vacation, that means you're not working. Like you're not working. There's nobody to put you on payroll. You just don't have no money coming in, which is not bad, (laughs) but you have to now get into a mindset. All I'd say, not rushing it. It's easy to see what somebody else is doing online and be like, oh my God, you know, you know what they did it. So next month I'm going to quit my job. Like I said, I was seeing Yvette and Amina literally for two years doing it. And like I said, I had serious FOMO. I was just like, oh my goodness. I was like, God help me. <laughs> we were cheering her on. We were. Yeah, they were. They were, which I appreciated. And we but, also knew what you needed. Like we we're gonna be like, Shay, quit tomorrow. It was yeah, because like, I, I totally you. get it. Yeah, yeah. It was like I couldn't I, I knew I couldn't do that. And y'all never obviously pressured me. But I also knew I was just like, but I eventually want to do it. But I was like, Shay, you have to also run your own race, girl. I was like, because yeah. if you were to quit when they quit, I'm like, you would have been not in a good position. I now looking back, I know that now. And so, yeah, I think it's easy to to think that okay, everybody's being an entrepreneur, so let me also do it. But you got to sit with yourself and be like, is this? And kind of going back to our last episode, is this something that I really can do? And you know, sometimes you fail. That's okay. You know, life happens. Failure is not a bad thing. But I think it's okay to like say with yourself, like, is this something I really can do? Is this something I really want to do? Or am I just sort of being influenced by the barrage of people I see doing this? Because I also have seen a lot of people say like, you know what? I tried that entrepreneurial life for six months and I said, no, thank you. And I went back to my full-time job. And I'm like, I respect respect it a thousand percent because you tried it and you said, this not for me. I like my biweekly paycheck and I like my 401k health insurance, everything already taken care of essentially for the most part and that's valid so yeah i would say sit with yourself don't rush it unless obviously circumstances like divine intervention where it's just like if you get fired okay obviously okay i guess you gotta figure it out (laughs) (laughs) something else that you said that i was like oh that's a good point you said to know if you can do something like do it like quit or be a full-time entrepreneur or influencer, whatever your journey is. And I think it's important to have, like, the people around you already doing something because they can show you that it's possible mm-hmm. as well. Or, like, say if you have a mentor or somebody that you can reach out to that you see is doing something that you want to do and asking them, like, how is it possible? Because I do know when we used to talk, Shay, that sometimes you didn't see that it was possible to make a set amount of money monthly. And you're like, how am I want to make the money that I need to make to be comfortable with. And we're like, you're like, no, you can do it. Like being open and honest about our rates and how much we were getting paid. I feel like this help was helpful. That was and, a huge help. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And like having somebody to say, hey, this is how much I'm making. You can make this. It's like, okay, I can do this. You know, I think that is something that's really important, especially for me to know like people are making this amount of money. And she's like my peer. So I know that I can do that. So if you have access to people who are doing something that you desire and you want to know, maybe, you know, hit them up, send them an email, talk to them. Don't say, hey, can I pick your brain? But also, (laughs) that's annoying. But also, (laughs) find a way to make it like, you know, mutually beneficial and really 
somebody feel like you're sucking the life out of them, but also it's important to ask questions and know and maybe do your own research. <laughs> Google is free and find out like, is it possible that you can do said thing? Because I know that's a big motivation yeah. that we all yeah. had. You and know, the transparency is huge too because that actually helps you break it down and say like, okay, let me look at my life setup and not try to run around like other people because you don't know what other advantages some people might have or disadvantages that other people might have that prevent them from doing something in the same timeline that maybe you, quote, would have. And there are a lot of things that, like, I am always transparent if there's a conversation regarding that or, like, making a big move because one of my privileges is that I didn't have student loans to pay, which made things like saving a lot easier for me and feeling like, okay, my monthly expenses are pretty low, so – I feel more comfortable that if this is kind of the average that's coming in right now, that's, you know, hopefully only has the opportunity to go up, that's enough for me. Whereas if I had an additional expense to pay every month, I probably might have waited another year or something. Who knows? So just be honest and find people around who can kind of be, I mean, they don't need to tell you all their business, but being open really helps you set realistic expectations for yourself. And that really should be done like with your life situation and goals in mind. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a great point. Hmm. Well, how do I feel about that? I know that was, what other tips do we have? Let's see for preparing. I always think like, I think that there is a lot of pressure I had pressure anyway to like write a business plan in full detail. I hate oh, doing gosh. that. I, and I didn't do it. And things are fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I would recommend doing is really like sitting down with yourself and allowing yourself to dream. Like whether that's creating a vision board or writing down all of your goals and dreams. Like how do you want to feel when you wake up in the morning? What kind of work do you want to do? How do you want to make the people in your life feel? And just figure out what you want your work life and actual life to look like and how they can coincide. And I think that that will get you in the right mind space to get this preparation going and also motivate you to start taking those action steps because visualization makes such a big difference, I think. Yeah, that's true. I agree. Like a good little... Write down vision board. Yep. Yeah. Write down list. I love a good list. Yeah. Um, I think one thing for me is when I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to quit soon. I think I have a tendency to put not timelines on things, but I like to say like, okay, realistically, how long do I see myself doing something? Like when I was at my corporate job, I told myself three years when I first got it. So I got it July, 2017. So by July, 2020, I was like, all right, girl, we're at the three-year mark. And I was like, it's either you're going to go to another job or you're going to do this thing full-time, this thing being influencing. And so it's always funny because I always think I'm like, you know, even though I'm not super, super subscribed to timelines, I'm really not. I think in some scenarios, it's okay to be like, okay, like how long do I see myself doing something like this? If you do it longer, because obviously I did, I was at my job for like an extra five, six months after that. Um, But even like being an influencer, like I have like a vision of like, okay, I see myself doing this in this capacity for this amount of time. And then perhaps I'm pivoting to do something different. Obviously this is influencing life. So it may be different than what, you know, you may be personally doing, trying to be an entrepreneur. But I think it's good to just have an overarching 
you don't have to go super detailed because I think that can cause extreme anxiety for, you know, no reason, but an overarching understanding of like where you see yourself as you go into your entrepreneur journey, I think it will at least allow you to have vision. And I think vision is very important. Going with the flow is also great, but going with the flow with the sprinkle of vision, I think is a sweet spot because you can properly plan or properly do things in a way where it's just like, okay, I know that by me doing this right now, I'm prepping for what I'm trying to do like in the next four years. Just like in your corporate or whatever job you may have, it's like by me saving right now, I know that I'm prepping for when I do finally quit and I have some level of stability going on. Again, sometimes life may not always be that way and it may throw you a little lemon and you have to just adjust and go with the, you know, roll with the punches. But if you have the opportunity to have like an overarching plan, I don't think that is bad at all, especially when it comes to being an entrepreneur at all. Yeah. Yeah. Any any other hot take from you? No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't get discouraged, though. If yes. you, when you do decide it. And last but not least, listen to your gut because there's no reason you should make yourself absolutely miserable and drain your essence to make something work that isn't working anymore. And that can lead to burnout that carries over into the venture that you are so excited and passionate for. So if it does get to that point where you feel like, okay, there's at least another, a little bit of leeway for me to take this step out. And then the rest has to be like a heavy, heavy dose of faith. That's okay too. If it's that time, like just listen to it because our guts really have something for us. That's true. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. But y'all got it. We believe in you. We believe in your ability to decide what you want to do to choose a different path that may be unconventional because obviously being an entrepreneur, no matter how many people say like, oh, just go ahead and quit. It's still unconventional, um, especially in this day and age. So just know that we are able to do it and we have our ups and downs, our highs and lows, our tears and joy and laughter. And that comes with the territory. But yeah, you got this, whatever it is, take your time, run your own race. And yeah, you can definitely make it happen. All right, y'all. I hope this episode was helpful. You were able to prepare yourself for whatever your next journey is. Even if you're not quitting your job, just whatever you decided to do, hopefully this was helpful for you. And you know where to find us. Follow us on our Instagram at sayso underscore collective. If you love us, I hope you do by now. Don't forget to review (laughs) or rate our podcast on whatever podcast streaming platforms you are listening to us to. And we will see you guys in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.